us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yes. I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yes. yes. That's it. Yes. It's time for us to to let you know what's going on. Yes. What's up? What's up? It's Karen in the house. And I got my other host. Yes, yes, yes. Your co-host, Kawashika. How everybody is doing? Yes. It's <laughs> exciting time. You know, you know, we got a new president, I think. Do we? I know, I know. It's just crazy, right? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> wow. That, you know, I was listening to somebody today and it was just saying, you know, how Trump could bring out a Trump card and and how things could be, you know, him not wanting to come out. And I'm just like, wow, that right. would be uh, something amazing, something that's first done in history, you know. Right. So right. it so ain't over yet. It's not no, that's scary. Come on now. Are I we going to have a civil war? We're going to have to go <laughs> no, no. bomb up the White House and get no. him out? No, 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 no. No, we're not. No. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Stay right. Tuned. <laughs> so what you got going on? Oh, my God, Miss Karen, let me tell you something. Listen, there's so much going on in this world, and I'm just trying to stay out the way. Do you hear me? It is so much going on. We could talk about a lot of things, but it's just, you know, silence is the key for me right now. It's because it's like you you go up and down, up and down. You know, you think it's about to break and then here goes something else. But that's the part of the plan, fear. So mm. you got to be mindful of that. But yeah, it just, you know, I'm just trying to stay out the way. It's trying to you know, stay in a place where God, because you can have anxiety. Hey, kid. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm about to speak in tongues. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I understand it because I know when I go on Facebook, you know, I'm hearing, I'm seeing somebody saying, rest in peace, rest. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Right. I mean, God, I'm in like, oh, my God, we, we can't afford to hold um also against our brothers and stuff right. like it's like now more than any any time right. in history you cannot afford to hold up a uh a, a hatred or anything against your brothers or sisters it's just because you just never know you're not waking up right right yeah absolutely and, uh, yeah it's scary but it's a reality it is like honestly you know yesterday of course a lot of people don't know, but, you know, in our own hometown, um, a Dallas rapper, Mo3, was shot on the highway. And that's like 10 minutes away from me. And so, yeah, it, 
I didn't never follow him like that, but it's just break my heart to see the young men go back and forth. And, and in this generation, it's just sad to see, you know, why everybody can't come up together. Why right. everybody can't, you know, be for one another. Why, why, why we can't help one another. Why we got to be better than the next person. Why, you know, I just, it just, it just amazes to me. And it ain't about, it's not about money. It's not right. about money. It's about status and who, you know, but it's so sad to me. So that kind of touched me. I was like, oh, my God, because I have young boys. I have young sons, you know. So yeah. but then you got the election, you know, you got people firing off and getting, you know, you have people that was once friends. Now, you know, they're going against one another because who they decide to pick or choose to be the president. And like, seriously, like this is the hour where everything is being exposed yeah and people are their character their conduct their conversation you know and they putting it all on facebook and it's like okay okay that's where you that's who you really are you know right. i mean if we was friends before why we can't be friends now because i choose to pick this person and right. you choose to pick you know it, it just amazes me so it's a lot it is a lot. I mean, you know, we have to learn to just love people for who they are and, right. and allow them to have an opinion, right. is, even if their opinion is a contrary to ours. And Absolutely. so all we're supposed to do is to love. That's that's the commandment is us to love. And right. and we everybody's not always get along. And so. Right. Agree yeah, to I, disagree. Yeah. Agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah. But. Yeah. But you know what? I am excited that we are coming up on our season finale, oh, which yes. is going to be on Sunday. Yes. We, you know, somebody was asking me, they was like, how many shows have you done? And I was like, I don't know. I got to go back and count. So I right. went back and counted. We, we have done 96 shows. It's crazy because it does not seem like that. We were just going, 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 going. I probably missed a good five, six, but it just, it don't seem like we did, we did the, those many shows. We just kept going and going and going and going. That is amazing. It is. Yes. Let's clap for ourselves. <laughs> yes. I, you know what? I just appreciate you guys Thank for hanging you. in there, you know, Okay, we had sometimes shows three times a week, oh, and I yeah. appreciate yeah. the sacrifice you guys have made in yeah. this brand. And I'm just excited on what God is going to do. We got some great guests coming up oh, wow. next year in the yes. season. I, <laughs> I, I mean, God is just really opening some doors, right. and I just appreciate what He is doing. Absolutely. And so I'm excited. So I'm ready. I'm going to get my hair done yes. tomorrow. Yes. Get my lashes right. done. Yes. I got so much stuff I need to get done up in this face. Oh my God. But I want to give it back to you, Miss Karen, the visionary of the show. Can we talk sports? If you just tune in, this is the visionary. This this who create God gave her idea and she manifested it. And so I'm just grateful Praise to God. be a part of it. Thank you so much for even thinking about me being a part of this because I am a true sports mom. I am in my own unique way. Trust and believe that. So, yeah. I, you know, I got an opportunity to, you know, be on a platform that discuss. And I learned we learned so many stuff, but we'll leave that to the finale. <laughs> Come on. Right. <laughs> right. But we are excited about our yes. guests tonight. Absolutely. You know. 
it just amazed me. You know, when I see people and I see them, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just send them an email, and then they respond. I'd be like, oh, they responded. Right? Respond. <laughs> oh my God! Just thank you, God, for those people right. who respond. Right. You know, I just appreciate it, and I'm so excited for this guest. Yes. I just need a little bit of his energy. I might drop this 50 pounds Come and on. he would give me a little bit of his energy. Come on. So I'm just so excited. I want, to, and then we have a guest host on tonight as well. Mr. Michael Scott, he's coming yes. on there with us to uh, dig into these questions with our guests. So welcome to the show, Coach Baker. All right, Baker. Here. All right, I, uh, so I'm going out the clinic and I'm bringing I, in like I'm running uh, a real practice. Hey, come on, guys, bring it in. Ball, ball. Very good, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, my name's Coach Baker. It's an honor to coach you guys this year. Uh, no question, we're going to win. That's our goal. But my goal is I want you to act like winners. And here's today's quote It's a spiritual crime that you don't have greatness in your game and your life. You're born to be great. I don't care about your mistakes the first couple weeks. All right? I do care about your attitude after them. What did I say, Dylan? I care about the attitude after them. I care about your attitude after the mistakes. So here are a couple expectations, guys. This is your team. I don't have rules. I'm not trying to handcuff you. All right? I want you to do what you do, baby. But it's going to be under the respect of the game. That's what brings us together. Nike sponsors us. What a great... You know who else sponsors Nike? Who, who else gets sponsored by Nike? Kobe. Oh, you're a white guy that likes a black guy. Good. I was thinking Steve Nash. White guys got to stick together. Is the, is the game about white, black? No, look at us, man. All right? We got different haircuts on this team. We got different whatever this is. Okay? The game is colorblind. Success is colorblind, gender-free, fellas. All right? I don't care what color you are. You can, you can wear that. All right? But I ask, I ask that we have uh, no earrings. That's an expectation. I ask that when we, look, when we uh, talk to each other, look us in the eye. Even me, when I'm talking to you, look me in the eye. If not, I might throw the ball at you. Why? Because that's a presence. Kobe has a presence. He respects his teammates. He has to get on them. But that shows love. I love you guys. All right? And prove to me that you love me. Eye contact. Eye contact. Second thing I have, you can't yawn. Yawning is soft. Are winners soft or tough? tough? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to make every shot, but we can be tough on defense. And a defensive uh, stance is a presence, so you can't yawn. That's a sign of mediocrity. We're not built like that. You can get water anytime you want. If your pee pee is yellow, you got to drink more water. If it's black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, call, let's call the hospital because that's not right. All right? That's not right. Your pee pee has to be clear. I'm dead serious, fellas. All right, the more wa water you get in your body, the better you feel. You can handle like coach used to. Last expectation is when we bring it in, I want energy. Championship teams win because they touch. Y'all like Kevin Garnett? What did Kevin Garnett do in the series when they played Miami? Petrus was walking away. What did Kevin Garnett do? National TV, he grabbed his rib. No, no, we, we stay together, we play together. It's that important. Trust me, I'll tell you about the research the New York Times did after practice. Any questions? Every now and then, when we have a dead time, high five, lift. Good job, Dylan. Good job, EJ. 
All right, I want a lot of touches. I want player coaches, not coaches coaching players. I want to have player coaches. I don't know who that is, but let somebody stand up. An empty gym, a, sa- a silent gym is a losing gym. Questions? Here we go. Bring it in. On three. On three. What do we say? What's our theme today? On three. What's- greatness. Good, Dylan. One, two, three. Greatness. We got to be together. On three. Greatness. One, two, three. Greatness. All right, here we go. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God. It's a spiritual okay. climb. Yeah. Yes, he did. He said, uh, that's a quote. Let's go. So you give quotes uh, in every practice? Hey, y- y'all are faith, faith-based, so you know your words create their world. Absolutely. So of course. Absolutely. You know, I live on the word, and, and my words as a coach uh, are everything, so... I don't take them lightly. I study them. I try to uh, impart knowledge and plant seeds because, you know, as a leader, it's what you say that is your oxygen, you know, mm-hmm. and if you can't say it, then you, you better model it. But, you know, the great ones have both, but hundred percent, I got, I got tons of quotes. It's, it's called scripture. <laughs> hey, hey, come on out of yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We well, you know what? I'm ready for you, Coach. Because listen, if you hear me over hollering and screaming, teach, preach, come on out of here, Holy Spirit. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, 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 Mike Scott, man. Are we on Oprah's couch or we in the view or is this BET, man? Yes. I I don't don't know where we at. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. All the above. Come on. Yes. All right. Come it, it, it's, it's been like this the whole time, brother. <laughs> I love yes. it. It's great. Y'all don't need my energy. Y'all already got it. Yes. We need oh, your energy, too. We need your energy. We need your words. Right. Because we believe in the power of words. Come on. Go ahead and tell us all about you and uh, tell us about your journey and how you got started. Well, you know, I finished playing uh, professionally in Iceland and I wasn't good enough to play anymore. I got hurt. So an injury kind of got me still. And so, you know, I was still. And so I I prayed a lot. I read The uh, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren in the year 2000 and i thought my purpose in life was to teach basketball and use basketball as a platform to show these kids how great they can be and then uh i started my own business and i followed up with a book called the prayer of jabez by bruce Mm. wilkerson you know Mm. uh basically on the prayer and chronicles about god expand my territory keep me away from evil take me where you need me to go. And 21 years later, 28 countries, five continents, hundreds of NBA players, one of them, you know, Mr. Scott's uh, son as a young kid, uh, I'm still doing it. And uh, basketball has changed my life. It's changed my family's life. But, you know, selfishly, I always tried to play. Uh, I tried to play again in 2002. had a little tryout with the Denver Nuggets, made it all the way to about three cuts, the last cut, if I'd have made it, I would have gone into summer league, uh, Carmelo Anthony's rookie year, and I broke my knuckle. And so I went to the coach's office. They said, hey, you got a lot of character. You should be a coach, but you're not, you're not a good player. You, you can't play in our league. 
<laughs> and, and so I heard, you know, and, and so I finally, you know, found out that, look, if you try to fight God's anointing, you're never going to get peace. So I, I finally found out, you know what, I'm anointed to coach because here's some coaches at the highest level recognize me in a tryout more so as a leader and a coach than a player. And so I finally had peace with playing in 2002, and I've never had a plan B. I've always known my purpose because, uh, you know, as you know, all of us have a purpose. We were created for a purpose. But that is what's wrong with a lot of people in this life. They try to chase money, power, and respect instead of chasing God's love and respect and what they're anointed to do. And so we can talk about being great as a coach and a leader and what it takes to, to really coach basketball and what it takes to be a trainer. But, you know, if people want to be great, they have to find out what their purpose is, find out what they're anointed to do because their path will be a lot easier than trying to figure out what somebody else wants you to do or the world wants you to do. So uh, I give credit to, to my life source, you know, the good Lord for showing me that teaching basketball is a business was what I was meant to do. <clears throat> wow. I can already tell it's going to be a part two because uh, we got some, uh, you you just dug in there. You just talked about bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, and here you are, thirty years later. I mean, yeah, that, yeah that's something up right there. Yeah, and you know what? My, Go ahead. I mean, Mike knows when I first started the skill training business. I mean, nobody was doing it. It wasn't even a fad, a trend. There was no internet, social media. I just had an email and a phone number. So I was, I was, I was labeled crazy. You know, my own parents who are educators, God bless them. I love them. But they said I would fail. And I had a purpose with a passion. And my confidence was, look, man, you know, this is what God wants me to do. You know, I, I put my life on it. And, you know, it's hard for some people to understand, but if they, if they have that, undeniable, unbreakable faith, I mean, you're unstoppable. So that's, I mean, it, it is a miracle. And now it's common, which there's a whole nother twist to that and a whole nother problem with everybody's a coach, everybody's a skill trainer. Now I have another battle I got to fight. And, you know, that's what makes life fun. Oh, and he said your gift will make room for you. So you write that you write in your gift. So <laughs> that's mm -hmm. right there. So, um, but yet you were still fighting to get to obtain to play. And so I know that right now we're dealing with a lot of players, you know, you know, football players or all kind of players that have been affected by COVID-19 and they still have that heart of wanting to play. So, but yet you were talking about the struggle, you know, with your purpose. So how did, can you tell us or educate or uh, give people wisdom on that, that, that transitioning from your lifelong dream of wanting to be something, but being hugged and pulled somewhere else? Yeah, well, right now, uh, you know, if, if high school players want to play in college, they should they should go for that. They don't have uh, any kids or wife. All they got to do is go to school. Don't get in trouble with the law. 
and chase their dream. So if you're a high school kid and COVID has messed up your journey, man, keep fighting. You know, if you got to take out a loan, if you got to live with relatives, if you got to go see your local uh, senator to change some, some regulations, you do that. But if you take quit out of the equation, a lot of your decisions are much easier. But you got to know the season you're living in. So, you know, if you're high school, you're college, you don't have any family obligations, you don't have any kids, you don't have a wife, then you need to put all you got into your dreams. So I say go for it. Go broke doing that because you're young. You know, you have no responsibilities, so you can make up for it. For me, it was easy for me to give up all because I was 30. And I'd have been selfish and immature if I'd have said, you know, forget this unbelievable ministry, unbelievable business, unbelievable gift, unbelievable anointing. Uh, I, I'd been about two years in my business. I had and one as a sponsor. Uh, I had a full-time, you know, revenue coming in. I, I think I was grossing about a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, I was making about eighty-nine, ninety from that. So my expenses were low, and two, so I was like, man, I'm killing it. Started to have trainers coming to study under me. So I, you know, I had a wife, no kids. So, you know, um, it, it, it made sense for me to look at the season I was in. As Ecclesiastes say, we all, you know, there's a season for everything. And, you know, I had solitude in my life. So when I had chaos and confusion, I went to my life source, just like people plug in their iPhone. When I needed some energy and wisdom, I plug into my maker. So uh, for me, it was easy to make that transition. And for people that are struggling, you have to understand well, which season are you in? You know, if you're 27, 28, you got three kids, a wife, it's probably selfish of you to chase that NBA dream unless you really have the support and you have boundaries in place that can take care of your family. Because when it's said and done, I don't care how great you were at, at basketball or football, People are going to remember what kind of man you were, how you impacted the community, and what kind of legacy you left with the ones that you love and the ones that loved you. Wow. Kawashika, I'm going to let you Amen. come in. Amen. <laughs> uh, I did have a quick question. Like, Now, we're going to go into basketball. I'm loving everything you said, but... You know, for those that want to start playing basketball, what age um, should they start, like, professionally, like, start playing? Like, four, like, with the training, the skill set, what age should you start them in or at? When, when, whenever you need to start playing ball, when you – when you when you're at the age where you you want you you make a decision on your own consistently to go out and and play so like i have a four-year-old mm -hmm. i have a six-year-old and i have an 11 year old none of them want to go out and play basketball <laughs> so uh mike scott can tell you i trained his son i think seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade i i, I when I trained him, I'm like, man, this kid will never make it. You know what I mean? Like, there was some, there was some struggles there. Like, I didn't think, you know, he was wow. struggling. So you can't, you can't. The hardest thing to measure is development. That's the hardest thing to predict is potential. Mm -hmm. Some, some professionals make it, 
and they've started to play at seven years old like Kobe. Others make it because they are late bloomers like a Scotty Kippen. So I tell I tell parents, who cares if they're going to be a professional? Just foster your kid's passion. Forget mm-hmm. professional. Focus on passion. Mm-hmm. And so when my kids say, hey, I want to go outside and do X. I don't care what they do outside. I'm just excited they're going outside on their own. Right. Now, if they're not being active, because, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about basketball, but you know what? The world is not physically fit. 60% of Americans are obese, diabetes, heart disease. Mm-hmm. COVID ain't killing people. It's the diseases that people have before COVID. comes down you to the shape. Okay. Like, it's not a shape. And so the, the medical companies are, are leveraging this. They're making mm-hmm. money off, yeah, COVID. It's not mm-hmm. COVID. Guess what? Get your butt up and walk and sweat and don't overeat and drink water. And if you're going to have a, a, a sip of wine, don't drink the whole yeah. bottle. And when you get <laughs> depressed, don't get don't go to drugs. Get into the word. Like, I, like it, it's very simple, man. God's yeah. looking down on us and say, look, I've given you all all the answers. Right. We're just so self-absorbed that, you know, we keep having self-inflicting problems. And COVID, again, is killing people because we're not healthy. Right. And so when I'm, I have a passion for my kids being active. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to tell them at times, we're getting outside. We're going outside. We're going outside. I mean, it's just, I got three kids. I'm not an expert in parenting. I just know it's hard <laughs> enough for me to get my kids active. God right. forbid we're going to go outside and do some ball handling. So if they choose that on their own, that's wonderful. And so I'm fostering right. that. Now, I would say around 12, 13, my baby girl, my baby boy has got to make a choice. What, what sport do you want to be great at? Because you got to mm. pick one. And my wife and I, I love her. Her and I are on the same page. They got to pick one thing, and I want them to do that consistently every week. Mm-hmm. Realistically, hopefully every day, right? right. But you, you got to do it. And so that's our attitude, and, and we've talked to different successful you know, people, and, and they agree. So that's where we're living at. And if God changes that, then fine. I just know that God wants us to have a growth mindset, meaning we grow every year physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And research has said the true definition of joy is when people learn and grow and get better and give back. That's science-based. So that's, you know, now basketball-wise, I don't know. I mean, ideally, sure, they can start early. Kobe says the earlier you start, the more you're of a, the more you're going to master it when you're, you know, older. So if you start at eight, you're going to be an expert at 18. If you start mm-hmm. at 16, you're going to be an expert at, you know, 28, 30. So mm-hmm. obviously the older, the earlier you start, the better you're going to be. But, you know, I don't think it's healthy to force eight, nine, 10 year olds who aren't mature enough to understand about discipline and commitment because they're going to get burned out mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're not going to be authentically, passionate they're going to be forced so it's like if you make your kids do stuff that they don't want to do right it's like okay it's like living with a communist <laughs> i mean really you're, you're living with a control a dictator we right. all know how that those we all know how those countries right, right. work out 
And I, I lived in China. I've worked in Russia. You know what I mean? I've, um, I've spent a lot of time in the Middle East. Man, them people aren't peaceful, happy. They don't think for themselves. Because they, they, they work under, you know, dictators, communism, man. And that's not the spirit of the United States. That's not what God, God gave us a will and a choice. Free will. And I, think, I, I, think, I think the best way to, to lead and, and parent is, is you teach your kids about a choice. You give them a choice. Now, if they're going to self-destruct, obviously you come in and be that communistic parent. No, you ain't doing that. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. But you, hey, you got to have a balance. You have a balance, right. you know. Wow. Absolutely. Hey, Mr. Scott, you got a question? Are you in? <laughs> I'm in if you can hear me. You know, I, I listen to uh, this guy doing all this talk. I say that because we go way back. We go probably back to, wow, I want to say um, about 2004, 2005 time frame. Yeah. I, I think how, how far back we go. But, you know, one thing I, I want to say, uh, when I first met Denon, I noticed that he focused on life lessons over the game. And I thought that was a phenomenal thing because everybody else was just talking about getting out there and playing. And, uh, you know, my, my first experience with him was we had to find a gym, so we, we went all the way across the water somewhere, and we ended up, uh, I think we was in feet, and some of us uh, had this little, he had his own patented move, he had a little that he was and then immediately cut out the equation. So I want to see you do your best to spend because you don't want to get to that habit of Mr. doing Scott, this. I don't know. Because it's going to be better to travel. Mr. Mr. Scott, I don't know if we can hear you. You're going in and out. You sound like a robot. We were out. <laughs> Yes. Go that's what I've been saying. Go out and come back in. Right. <laughs> you know, we did technology, man. <clears throat> so yeah, I couldn't I'm gonna... I couldn't understand it. Sound like a good story though. <laughs> I like it. I like oh, I wanna see what I, I might have done something stupid. So I wanna <laughs> I wanna see what I did. So yeah. in, in your bio, um in your bio, you talked about invaluable lessons that you had to learn. So would you do you care to share some of that with us parents? Yeah, uh, I'll try to remember the, the lessons that I learned, you know, as a son with my parents. I, I, I guess the biggest lesson I learned is honor your mother and father, but you don't always have to agree with them. Mm. And I know that I know that's a little like, what are you talking about? Look. I, my parents are, are Hall of Famers, man. I love them unconditionally. Without them, I wouldn't be here. But here's what I mean. I always honored what they said because I acknowledged them. I respected their lessons in the moment, listened to them, didn't interrupt them. But respectfully, I gave my own opinion about what I thought. And I articulated it in a way that didn't break the respect that we had. Like, they're the dad, they're the mom, I'm the son. 
There's mm-hmm. always going to be uh, an, an honor for their authority. And again, they're my life source. They're one of my life sources, mm-hmm. right? I come from God, but I went through them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the, even before I was a Christian, there was a, a Holy Spirit in me that was just leading me to the right thing. Because again, my, my father is in heaven. Right. And he sent me to earth through my mom and dad. It's like God sent Jesus through Mary. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? There were times, yeah, there were times where Jesus was like, you know, you, you, my mom and dad, but I got to do this because of my father, you know? So there was a. About my father's business. Yes. Yeah. And so I never forget, I wasn't playing at Hampton High. And a lot of, you know, narrative from my parents, not my parents, but my family. And it might've been from my, every now and then my dad, but you know what? There might be some racism going on again. It might be some ill will. Cause I was the only white dude in the whole program. <laughs> okay. Here. Are we there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I was the only white dude uh, on my team, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. The Ham mm. High School was 80% African-American. So I, I was a good player. I made Boo Williams teams, all-star, five-star. I, I thought I was playing well. I didn't start my junior year. I didn't mm. really play but one and a half quarters. And so around Christmas, we were both upset. And they're like, look, we got all these high schools wanting you to transfer. You're never going to get a Division One scholarship unless you play. You're a good player. You work hard. He, he's not playing you. Let's transfer. Well, if you listen to your parents, all right, I'll transfer. That's the easy way out, man. If I had transferred, I wouldn't be as authentic and genuine as I am now to tell my story and to teach. Because when I was their age, I gave in to what was easy. I gave into what was comfortable. I didn't, I couldn't figure it out. And to me, gritness, grit is what kids are missing nowadays. And grit is an acronym for greatness resides in toughness. The toughest thing for me to do was stick it out, try to figure out a way to play. And, and uh, a friend of mine who coaches and, and, and is a GM with the LA Clippers, a guy named D Brown, he made a comment to me one day I, I use all the time. Now he said, success is colorblind and gender free the world is not mm-hmm. right the world sees color the world will put you in a box the world you know treats men and women differently but success is colorblind and gender free and i didn't know that at the time but i told my parents look i'm gonna stick this out man i'm gonna figure out a way to start and be and be a part of this winning team long story short i end up starting the rest of the year second team uh uh, honorable mention all state. We won a state championship. We beat Grant, Grant Hill's team. The following year, we went to the state again, came in second runner up. I had 31 division one offers. Anyway, my, 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 my story was written. So that was one time that, you know what? I'm honor you mom and pop, but I ain't listening to you. Fast forward in 2000, I have a master's in education. You know, I just finished playing. I had all these job offers to be a high school coach. Uh, I was a college coach for five years. I had all these offers to go coaching college again. And I'm like, I like college. I like high school teaching. I love 
changing the world through basketball. I don't want to be under a system that's going to hold back my holistic gifting. There's mm. things that, that I can't say and do whether I believe it or not, working under an NCAA system. And I believe, why should I go work under a system that's going to have a ceiling for me changing lives? Bump that. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to eat what I kill. But you know what? I'm going to take my game all over the world with me. I'm not going to be a martyr, mind you. You know what I mean? If they don't want me to preach the word, I won't preach the word. But you guarantee I'm going to use Christ-like principles. You know mm. I mean? I'm going to let my, my Holy Spirit, my light shine like the, like the beacon on a hill. You know what I mean? I'm, I tell you, you want me to praise Jesus? All right, I'm going to be salt. I'll be salt. You, you know what I mean? So I, I wanted freedom because I knew I was mm. obedient. I don't know if I'm the best skill trainer in the world. I know this. I work the hardest and nobody can match my passion. And my mm. truth fears no question. And so that's what I brought when I was young. That's what I bring now. And my parents told me to do something that I like. And I said, no, I'm going to chase somebody and something that I love. I respect you, but I'm a grown man. And so I moved out the house, started my business, and they respect and honor me more. I think I'm going to get more money in my will than my brother because of the <laughs> that I brought. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because my brother, my brother was always a safe guy and a yes guy. And I challenged and taught my parents, and they liked that. So I'm going to get a little bit more bread, you know, when they, when they move on to the pearly gate. You was a prodigal son. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> oh, man. That is good. Yeah. That is good. Wow. I mean, you're giving yeah, us some so, uh, you know, life many, lessons. Many lessons, but that, that's the biggest one. That, yeah. But here's the thing. Like, many kids want that freedom from their parents. Right. But are you obedient? Yeah, I mean, like good. real recognizes real people feel your passion. People are uh, addicted to your passion. Kids want all the benefits of being disciplined, but they don't have the daily commitment. Now, I mean, they'll yeah. they'll tell mom, I want to do this. Mom, I want to do that. You know, cool. Let, let's see. You know, let's see how great you are. And kids don't understand greatness is consistency. If they see a trend and a habit of you. You know, uh, waking up at 5.30 a.m., uh, turning down proms, not scrolling, right, but taking notes in your free time. They'll give you that. I mean, I never had to pay for any date in my life because they respected my grind. And they knew that, you know what, one day he's going to get a you know $300,000 scholarship. So they funded my dream because I put in sweat equity when I was oh. young. And they respected, you know, they would just shake their head because they had to bring in, bring me in at 11 o'clock at night and I was still out there shooting. I ran, I never asked them for rides to King Street, the outdoor court you showed me on Instagram. I, I ran there. They, they had to pick me up because I was still there, you know, and they saw my commitment. They saw my sacrifice. So I inspired them. So my birthdays, they give me $200. They oh. bought me a car. They fund. They were like my. I was in Shark Tank every day. They invested into me because they were inspired by me. And I always tell kids, look, professionalism is not always chronological, right? You don't turn some twenty-five, thirty. Oh, now you're a professional. No, 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 no. Professionalism is maturational. 
just Google success stories with kids on the internet. You got kids 19, 16, starting business through COVID. Yeah. I watched a story that, uh, last month on 2020, some kid in New York, you know, uh, made this COVID testing uh, center out of, a, out of his van. And he, he, yeah. he got the uh, attention of Harvard and he ended up getting a Harvard, you know, a scholarship because of that. So that kid's 16, right, chronologically, but professionally, man, he's 46. Like, he's so mature beyond his years. So, you know, that's what I want to tell kids, too, man. You can make a difference when you're young. You just got to have the values of, of, of what a winner is. So... <clears throat> And I'm gonna let Mr. Since he Mr. Scott is back in, so let me go ahead and let him come in here and ask some questions. Mr. Scott, you're on mute. Okay, see if it's better now. I guess it must be better now. You know, living out here in the sticks, it happens like that from time to time. You know how <laughs> that how you know how that is. That's just how it is. But when yeah. you get out further enough, where you're away from everybody else. I had to come out and sit in the car to get away from everybody else just to get a chance to talk. I don't even make no sense. But anyway, hey, uh, you know, we we totally applaud the great job that you have done and, uh, you know, working with all the kids throughout the years. Uh, the question that I have for you, and it's probably a question that I've probably been scratching my head, uh, you know, how do you maintain that high level of energy. I'm not sure if y'all covered that yet. Because that, let me let me say this, ladies. Let me say this. I when I first met him, he was doing individual trainings. Few years later, I ran into him again. I take my youngest son now, who's old enough to play a little basketball or acting like he's playing basketball. Never got around to it really, but he act like it. Uh, we're in a gym over at Westland, and he's having session after session after session and maintaining that energy for hmm. all three sessions because he had a little kid session, transition later on, some older kids came in, and then after that moved into uh, the high school kids. Now, Here's the kicker. Okay, I probably could have did it myself for, for one session for one day, but he did it for the whole week. And when I walk in the door at the beginning of his session or whether or not I come back through and drop some other young men's off or whatever, he's still at it. So how do you maintain that high level of energy, brother? Uh well, Mike, man, you're very kind. I think that was at Virginia Wesling because your son, who was going to Virginia, worked the camp. And I yes, hadn't sir. seen him in a, in a year or two. And I was amazed at the, at the transformation he had, the maturity. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that kid's going to be a pro. And then so seeing Mike, old Mike versus young Mike Jr., it gave me confidence that, you know what, what I'm doing, I, maybe it's helping. I had a little bit to do with it, but not much. But it's like, man. You know, he turned out all right. I didn't break him. I didn't scare him. And so you hit the nail on the head, man. Like most coaches, if they don't have anything, please have energy. And, and the synonym for energy is love, is care, is intensity, is passion. 
once you have that, the second thing you got to have is intelligence. You can't just have energy because you, you get the kids strong, but they got to play smart. And you can't just have intelligence because if they're smart, they got to play strong. So with me, back in 2000, even now, kids are so hard to teach and coach and parent. And if you don't have energy, you're just not going to make a difference. If you train pros, that's they don't have that energy. It helps. It gets them. You want, but you're talking. I mean, you're talking about impressionable eight to twenty-two year olds. They're they're at the height of their stupidity. They're at the height of their ignorance. They have so many distractions coming at them, but they're impressionable. Man, they're impressionable. The good book says. Train a child in the way he or she should go, and they will never defer from that. So, you know, God has a special place for you if you foster orphans and you give back to the young. That's one of the reasons why my wife and I uh, adopted a young African-American little girl, because we know we were impacting the kingdom. That's something spiritual about raising young kids. So to do that, you've got to have – I've never seen a successful single mom i've never seen a successful parent I've never seen a successful teacher nor a grassroots coach that didn't have energy and when i played being six foot and to play mid-major d1 and to go play in in europe and iceland the odds of that was like 0.001 percent so i i i beat 99.99 percent of people out there that doubted me to go do something great. And the reason was I had energy. You know, I wasn't scared. You know what I mean? I was, I was tough. And so when I coached, I said, you know what? I got to be the, I got to have that same spirit. I love the game. I'm anointed to teach the game. Right. And so that is something that you can model. You can transfer energy. I've seen it happen. And so how do I get it? I mean, it's a gift. It's a gift. I try to foster it with eight hours sleep, gallon of water a day. PP is clear, as I, as you heard me tell the kid. I eat healthy, and I'm in the word. I'm in the word, and with the word comes, you know, I I've always done this, and when I didn't, it got me in trouble. But there's 24 hours in a day, man. I am spending time with people that I love, and it loves me. And I'm trying to do things that I love, right? I mean, that, that's it. Who do you love? Who loves you? And what do you love? That gives you energy. If you with people that are draining you, you with you and do don't like, man, that drains you. So you know what? I don't. If I got to live in an apartment with two bedrooms, that's cool, right? It might be inconvenient, but we're gonna be happy and. I tell my kids that. Now, we live on the beach in a nice house and all that. And that's something nice about that. But I'm telling you, I will go broke but be happy. And that's my mm. attitude, man, because I want to do something I love. I love teaching the game. I love helping people's spirit and life be better. I love speaking life into people. But to do that, I got to read. I got to study. So I love learning. I have a growth yeah. mindset. Uh, Mr. Scott, man, my vocabulary has exponentially 
in, increased since I met you, man. So, you know, I look at myself in those videos. I'm like, man, I was, I, I, I've been doing I, research says that if you read 52 books, you're a, a doctor. And so I'm like freaking four doctors over. Man. Like I've been reading and studying so much from my, I know. And again, we, we talk about trainers. If you want to be a good trainer, be educated, man. Don't sound like you, you know, uh, are at a nightclub and doing, you know, like be educated, man. You know, there's a time and a place to have slang and let your guard down, but you have to articulate, enunciate, educate, enhance. Uh, words create your world. So when I first started out in coaching, I wasn't into that. And that, and I, I had gotten a master's. But over the years, I'm glad that God revealed that my mind has to be better if I want their mind, who I'm coaching, to go to another place. And so you can only rise above the level of information you have, right? You, you can't rise to another level if you don't have that information. And so I use the information age for me in a positive way and not a negative. Mm. So, Coach, what scriptures you will use to uh, elevate your mind, to have the mind of Christ? Uh, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is, is honest, whatever is, is, is uh, righteous, think of those things. Think on me. Dwell on those things. Okay. You mm. know what I mean? Um, another one that I use is, um, you know, God did not give me a spirit of timidity, mm. but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's it. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, okay. you know, mm -hmm. uh, another one that I use uh, is greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the devil came to lie, steal, and destroy, but I can't give you life and then live it more right. abundantly. So, the right. best thing for me that I do that I try to make it habitual is every morning, whether it's 6 30 or 7 mm -hmm. or 7 30, I try to have solitude time. Okay. where uh, I pray, uh, worship music, and then I have my journal. And I read a scripture. I don't follow everybody, but there's three dudes that are my uh, spiritual mentors. And I only listen to these guys, Stephen Furtick, T.D. Jakes, and Ron Carpenter Jr. And so I'll listen uh to a sermon or see a quick email from them. And I I'm constantly keeping notes. And then... And the one thing I'm trying to get better at is memorize scripture, you know, and recite it, review it, repeat yeah. it all during the year. And, you know, renew my mind, renew my heart, uh, yeah. create a loyal spirit within me and yeah. meditate because there, there's power into that. And I'm not good at that yet. But I think one thing that helps me coach with clarity, because mm -hmm. see, to, co to be a great coach or leader, you got to have clarity you got to have correctness, right? And you got to have conviction. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're teaching a flow. You're like Drake. You're out there flowing. You're poetic. Because leaders yeah. and coaches don't coach in paragraphs. The kids' attention level is too low. Plus, plus, pros don't want you to talk a lot. They want, they want bullets. Give me a word, mm -hmm. coach. Give me a phrase. I got it. 
Mm. I mean, they're not idiots. And you got to treat kids the same way. Sometimes we give too much stuff and the kids become robots. They don't figure it out for themselves. Great coaches not only teach what to think, but how to think. Mm. And so to do that, you know, you got you to gotta have your spirit clear. You, you can't be too distracted. You got to be organized in your mind. And, you know, my solitude, quiet time is it for me. That's what does it. That's good. That's good, Coach. <clears throat> Coach, um, you know, one thing I, I noticed about you is you, you are reachable. So you here it is that you're training these high elite athletes that probably could pay you millions of dollars, but yet here you are still training our kids. And so I love the fact that you make yourself available to everybody, not just a, a particular group of people, but everybody. And I and I loved I saw the video of you just pointing to your kids. I saw in your thing that you you uh, make sure you have a, a constant life related lesson. That's a part of your uh, your training. So it's more than basketball. You know, you're trying to impact these kids to do something great to their lives. Can you comment on that? That's a great question. You know, number one, let's not get it twisted. A lot of these pros don't—they're not gonna—they don't—they don't pay guys like me millions of dollars. I don't care how good you are. There's only one player development coach in the NBA that's ever made more than a million dollars just coaching skills. And his name is Tim Gergerich. And mm. most skill development guys in the NBA make $125,000, which is great. Right? Which is great. I make a lot more than that running my business. You know what mm. I mean? It, just personally. Most coaches in the NBA make $450,000, $950,000 as an assistant. So the whole title of player development coach is not respected. Because mm. honestly, these guys should be able to work themselves out if they want to be great. I did it growing up. A lot of us, Mr. Scott, did it going like a lot of honestly, man, and this might hurt some people's businesses. And if it hurts mine, great. I don't, but a lot of these kids don't need us. They don't need us, man. That that's what your dad's for. That's what YouTube's mm. for. That's what your high school coach is for. That's what Boo Williams is for. Like, the only reason I, I've been successful is that there are a lot of bad coaches out there. <laughs> they, you know, parents look well, at you, me and like, man, I wish my coach would work that hard. I wish my mm -hmm. coach had that energy. Mike, Mr. Scott, I wish, I wish my coach would work hard seven, eight hours straight. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. I'd be doing this whether I got paid or not. Right? The public well, customers determine whether I'm going to be in business. And so my point is, look, you know, the reason why I did what I did is because it, you get bored with the same per, per You know, if I just worked out girls, that, that'd be a little boring. I'd get tired of that. If I just worked out Americans, that'd be – I looked at, look, I'm going to work out everybody, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be fresh. Now, it's hard because wherever I go, I got to set culture. And I do the same thing. Two claps. I got three rules. PP clear. You get water. You know, so it's the same thing. But I love it because that's a new kid. 
and mm. I can save his life. I can change his life. I can plant a seed in his life in one hour that yeah. will blossom at some point whenever the Lord wants it to in 10 years. And so, That's right. again, I wasn't anointed. I wasn't anointed to be a full-time NBA coach. Now, I've gotten offers, 2007 Celtics, 2011 Wizards, 2013 Wizards, 2015 Suns G League. So I've gotten offers. And then when my kids move out the house in 18 years, I might do that. But I am anointed to do what I'm doing. And that's train eight, that's train 28, that's train Western Hemisphere, Eastern Hemisphere, North America, South America. And it's fun. And not many people can do that. Not because they're not good enough. It's just because they're just not anointed. Mm. And I mean, there's things that other people can do that I'll never be able to do. Right? But there's things that I do that you can try it, but you're not anointed. And mm. if you try it, you're going to break. Because you're, you're out of your gifting. You're out of your yeah, purpose. Right. Yeah. So I've, nev I've never lost my energy. I've never lost my love. You know, I'm still one hour, six hours, I'm in it um, because I know what I'm meant to do. I know what I was made for. So did you like at night just dream about it? I mean, I mean, I saw your hands, you was moving. And I, did you like, did you like move in your, in your sleep? I mean, how did you just settle your mind down? I sleep hard. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I have some glasses of wine, you know. <laughs> I, um, I, I watch, I, I, you know, I have boundaries where mostly, most of the time after seven o'clock, I'm not thinking about anything but my kids and my wife. And so, uh, but it's hard. I've, I've had good. to um, have a balance, you know, I've had to work on keeping my mind off you know, getting better at basketball and what can I teach tomorrow? I mean, that's a coach. A coach is always thinking about the next game, you know, program. That's why they're great. Um, that's a great question to ask any, like, like you know, Mr. Scott's son, Mike. Hey, man, you're a great player. You know, uh, you got, you had to work hard to, to stick in the NBA. How do, you, how do you turn your head off, you know? So for me, it's my family. It's my faith. It's my wife. Um, I work so hard during the day, man, I, I don't have trouble sleeping because if I'm stressed, I get on my knees. Hey, God, this is yours, man. Yeah. You know, you said, mm. you know, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Look, this is yours. I, I'm, I'm not taking it with me to bed. And I talk to him like that. I might even say, look, dog, I'm not going to bed with this, man. This is you because I can't get mm. rid of it. Please take it from me. I'm out. Mm. Love you. Peace, Papa. Like I talk mm. to them like that. I don't do what Catholics. I love yeah, it. I mean, I grew up in a Catholic church. I, I grew up being Episcopalian acolyte. Y'all got you. That's cool. But I'm not doing, you know, our father who art in heaven. Like I don't, I don't talk <laughs> to my real dad like that. Why would I talk to Jesus like that, man? I'm talking to him. Like I'm talking to my friends. He's so, Yo, big so you know what I mean? <laughs> And now. you know what? Come and TD on. Jake says the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, man, dude, dude, like TD believes that, then I'm good because I know he's closer to God than I'll ever be. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, I give, I just go to yeah. sleep right away, and um, it, it, it's it's something that you know, 
before I went to my career, again, I read the purpose driven life. I didn't know after playing, I didn't know whether I want to go back to coaching in college or, but I guess the idea came when I went to five star boo Williams took me to five star at uh, 15 years old. And I said, man, it'd be great if I could coach at five star all year long and do a five stars of the business. Cause I love the camp as a player. So I guess at 15, the seed was planted. At 18, I went back to coach as a summer job, playing the counselor leagues, coach during the day, make a little money, summer job. And, uh, you know, to 1991, I was like, hey, maybe I can start my own five-star when I finish. Wow, wow. All the questions I wanted to ask you, like, he just summed it up, like, oh, my God. Everything like I don't know what to ask you now. <laughs> you read like you hey, I'm dropping the mic on like, that. Yeah, like the Holy yeah, Spirit. I'm dropping was the like, mic. That's good. Go. She she finna ask you this. Go ahead and answer it. Mm. Yeah, cause I come with it. But you uh, literally well, answered. Let, let I had one. I had one. I had one question for you guys, cause that's the okay. only reason I went on, is because because I get tons of podcasts requests and mm-hmm. I love doing them obviously you know we help people but I can't do them all but uh and my team my business team said hey you've responded to this right away what I was like man you you gotta have a mad respect for sport moms man like that is awesome so uh my question to you guys is in the training industry right you, you get tons of trainers now you got 18 trainers living right next to you in your mm-hmm. neighborhood What's the biggest problem with them that people are having? And this, I'm glad you asked that because my son is now a trainer. Um, he's 24. And it's like he finally realized he, he, he actually started out playing football. And um, he went to, to a D2 college. But then, you know, that didn't work out. So now it's like he's right there saying, okay, this is my passion, coaching trainer so and, and that's what I want to ask you I'm glad you brought that up because I, I he's young and it's like I'm pick I'm sorry if I got to put it back on you but it's like so you have young trainers you know and for me what I see I believe the older and I'm just this is my opinion some of them either get intimidated or they don't respect the young instead of teaching them, you know, cause they, they young, they, they don't, you know, they coming in. So they're learning. So I think it's our, our responsibility to, you know, try to. T- oh, can see y'all. Okay. We okay. See. Sorry. Somebody calling, but yeah. So, yeah. So my son, he's, he's a trainer and it's crazy that you asked that, but yeah, I just, what I see from the outside some not all but you know it's the respect thing and is it that he got to earn it because he's young you know and 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 then you know i don't know but that's what that's that's back to you coach <laughs> and and and, and so, be, before so you before set. you get started again let me let me jump in real quick before you get started right. cuz I, I know you're going to answer the question most directly but one thing that I want to say about Gannon, I, I still to this day tell other parents the same thing. 
if your trainer or your coach or whoever it is is not able to demonstrate the movement the way that he wants you to perform it, then you need another trainer. And that's something that I've learned from him from day one when he started working with my son. It wasn't just he telling why I want you to lay the ball up with your left hand. I want you to lay the ball up with your right hand. No, he demonstrates it. He shows Mm -hmm. it. Game speed. And if that coach or that trainer is not able to do that, then you need to move on because that guy probably got something hanging around his waist probably big as a keg. And he probably can't do those moves no more. So you need to move right. on from that person. Go, go, yeah. go ahead, again. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Mike, I mean, you and I should go around the country, you know, and do conferences, man. Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Koshika, you know, with the utmost respect, because now, you know, because of COVID, my business has transitioned into 50%. Mm-hmm. The revenue now is coming in from mentoring. So I went from mentoring players to I still do that. But now, like, we're just we're going to go full steam ahead with mentoring coaches mm-hmm. because it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem. You know, NCAA, NABC, off the record, they don't want high school, middle school, uh, any, any AAU to train with trainers because they don't respect them. They don't know what they're doing. They're money grabbing. Fact. Do your own research. Like that comes from the top. USAB created all these programs because it's gotten out of hand. And it all comes down to, of course, a lot of kids don't respect the trainer. That's not the problem. Problem is, Write this down, send it to your son, send it to everybody that's going to a so-called young trainer, right? They don't respect themselves. The trainers Mm. don't respect themselves. The trainers don't have convictional truth. Mm. The trainers, like, and here's why. Number one, who who taught you how to teach and coach? Who poured into you to show Mm. you how to coach and teach and to run a business? What qualifies you to charge X, Y, and Z to train my son? Well, I played the game. Cool. What level? What kind of player were you? Oh, I averaged 20 points. No, 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 no. Were you the first to the gym, the last to leave? Did you keep a notebook? Were you coachable? And, again, that's just scratching the surface. All right, now you're a coach. All right, just because you're a player doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach. Have you taken teaching lessons? Have you studied behavioral strategies to connect with adolescents, adults? What are the trends now, physically and mentally? What are developmentally appropriate strategies to teach young kids in motor development? Right. Are you CPR certified? What, mm-hmm. How do you teach a kid that underestimates their talent, that overestimates their talent, that's depressed, that's short? What if you have a parent that doesn't believe you? What if you have a kid during a workout that says F you physically? Like Mm. all of these strategies I've been studying since I was 18. That's when I first started coaching. Now, as Mm -hmm. a player, I was a gym rat. I went Mm -hmm. to camps. I had a basketball notebook. So it was a little easier for me to coach because I was a a gym rat. However, 
Guys play football. Now they want to be a basketball skill trainer. Cool. Do you write a curriculum first or do you build your IG page? Mm. You got free time. <laughs> you out there, you right. out, you out there hanging out with people telling you y'all gonna be this, y'all making bank, or are you going watching a really good high school coach and grilling him with 20 quality questions that's gonna build your quality philosophy? Right. But how that's much not money the case. have you invested? Yeah. Yeah, now, now that's not you know, the case. How much money I know where y'all going. As, as you invested into your education to be like a lot of these trainers out there don't want to spend money on learning from others or even time to go watch a, a good coach because they don't they don't have that growth mindset. And if you did that, you'd have no problem with respect. You have no problem with the majority of kids that you train you connect with. So again, I'm not perfect. I, but 90 over 90% of the kids that I trained, I've connected with, I've, right. I've given them problem solving uh, strategies. And if the kid just didn't listen and I couldn't reach him, I was honest. I'd even give money back at times and say, you know what? This kid ain't got it, man. Take him to another trainer or find him another sport. Cause mm-hmm. I can't reach him. So I treated my, my, my clients not like customers. Customers mm. in, my, in my business aren't always right. Mm. right? You treat them like you're, they're your kids. You treat them with unconditional love. And then you mm. be honest. After three months, if you can't make a difference, then tell them. And then you self-evaluate. What do I have to work on as a coach physically, mentally, emotionally? Right. And it's because coaching is a profession. It's not a title. Mm-hmm. Right. It's wow. something that you have to study just like any other profession. But unfortunately, in skill training, it's a no barrier entry. Anybody mm-hmm. can do it. Right. And so that's fact that these young trainers aren't getting poured into, nor do they want to be poured into. And they aren't qualified yet because they don't know how to teach. So when do you get Let's qualified? go. Let's go. Let's go. When, yes. You right. Come on with it. So when do you get qualified? Because that's what I'm saying. Like right now. Now you're saying coaching and training. But I'm saying when you are called, just like you found out that you was called, that was your purpose. So now you got to still get the teaching. You can still got to be skilled. So when do that start? Like right now, you start young, right? That's a great question. That's a great when question. When did you start? You say did you started you get, you at get, 18 coaching? I started to learn how to coach at 18. Yeah, 18. And, and then, then five, when did five, you master? Five, when did you master? Five I, I never. I've never mastered. I'm still. So you're having I'm, mastered. I, I'm never okay. going to be a master. So you never master. I'm an expert. Because this your purpose. Okay. Because this your an, purpose. I'm an expert. I'm an expert because of all the time. But I'll never be a master. Until master of what you do. That's okay. just. That's just. Yeah, I'm not a master because I so got you a still, kid stand with me now that don't listen to. Me. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Okay. But I'm an expert because I know a lot of stuff. There's not, it's not a basketball question 
that you, you can ask me that I don't have a good answer to. My truth fears nothing and it, and it works. Now, I would say this. For me, I started coaching at 18. I got a professional job, Division I right. college job at 23. So five years. Okay. okay. Five years. And that's, the, and Again, that's yeah, that's enough time to. Now, but my, to I started my business in two. I started my business in 2000, and after after 12 months, I had a full-time job. So my, my qualification came from the players, Denby High School, Denby JV, uh, Hampton Hoyas, all these players that I've been training, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I convinced the parents to train with me once, twice a week, Mr. Mm-hmm. Scott saw results. If Mr. Scott didn't see results with his son, he wouldn't just keep bringing them. Right. So what right. qualifies me right now to be, I guess, a guru and is I did my work every day, every week, every month, every year. I added tools to my toolbox. I looked at it as a craft. Okay. The problem nowadays is these trainers – they build, they build their social media marketing platforms first, first. Mm-hmm. instead of building their philosophy, building their curriculum. So they got to stay in that second job or they got to live with their parents mm-hmm. a couple more months. Mm-hmm. I did that. I lived with my parents until I, I was ready for me to organize my teaching. I organized my teaching before I organized my Twitter. Mm-hmm. I was focused on the kid and not catering so they would come back and keep paying me. I just mm-hmm. look, I'm going to coach you real. If it works, I'm on to something. If it doesn't right. work, I'm going to be disappointed because I don't know how to right. fake it. I'm a coach. Right. You know, I focus, I focus on the player not being popular. I focused on getting them better and not the byproducts of celebrity trainer, Nike contract, being on TV. Mm-hmm. traveling first class, going, you know what I mean? Like training, you know, going to NBA parties and all that, that comes right. with the territory. But again, mm-hmm. it's hard for young trainers because they get, they get sucked in, man. Instagram, like it, it, it's, it's the devil, man. It's <laughs> fake. Yeah. And so, hey. they, you know, it, it, it takes a special coach. It takes a special coach to do it the right way in today's yeah. social media information age. It's hard. Mm. A lot of distractions. A lot, a lot of people now, a lot of trainers now don't even know who I am. And that's okay. I don't, I'm not fighting to be popular. I'm just, all we do is get our message out. We're still in business. I mean, if you, if you want to train, like the goats at Michael Jordan, you want to train the right way? Mm-hmm. Cool. If you don't want to train that way, don't train. Michael Jordan, yeah. you, you want to play my way? Then play. If you don't want to play that way, don't play. Drop the mic. He got teary eyes. Because he, he, got, he got criticized for being who he was from his teammates, from the organization. He was too harsh. He was a bully. Mm-hmm. And Jordan's like, that's the only way I know how. And if y'all listen to me, I'm going to take y'all to promised land. And he did. <laughs> and they respected him for it. That's why he's the GOAT. Man. So for the young, for the young so trainers, that's, that's what I'm like. Look, you want to yeah. do it the right way? Educate, man. 
Yeah. Educate. So for young so if, trainers, you need to find your mentor, you know, someone that's coaching already. And, you know, even getting on the sidelines, you know, coaching, you know, volunteering, you know, because I always believe you should volunteer your gift first. Don't, you know, then it'll make room for you. Exactly. Your gift will make room for you. Well, you get so. Hmm? Yeah, you got to get reps. It's, it's like a yeah. player. You want to be a better shooter? Shoot. Mm-hmm. You want to be a better, uh, stronger player? Get in the weight mm-hmm. room. Like coaches right. got to get reps. And these young coaches. They ain't, they ain't got a lot of reps yet. And so, mm. of course, they're going to struggle with connecting and right. growing and, and, and feeling that peace. And when, when well, I that's just what I see. Hand, a lot of guys didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. So, you just got to keep believing. You know, basically, it's study, man. Like, a lot of these trainers, they don't have a curriculum. How do you teach on ball? How do you teach mm. occupational movement? How do you teach to post up where to post up why to post up how do you teach a dribble move what's your shooting philosophy and i mean these, these trainers don't have x y and z for the most skill sets what's good team offense how do you motivate a kid that's short how do you motivate a kid that's elite like it's oh, just again it's a constant grind but you know you get what you pay for to me you, you get what you pay for if you only train 20 bucks then you shouldn't you shouldn't worry if parents don't like you. It's only 20 bucks an hour. But if you pay 250 an hour, like I charge, then you know what? You're going to get that. You're going to get that. Why? Because you don't see the time that I've spent. And if you do what I say, you win a $250,000 scholarship if things fall into place. Injury, timing, talent, no guarantees. But, you know, you, you have the conviction as a trainer to have a, a mentality and a swag that, it's just addictive to people because of the investment, man. You're like, I've been playing this game since I was eight. And mm. so I, I, that's what I bring. And people want the same thing. And, and you play football growing up or you got cut from your team, but you like skill training because it's popular. It's a trend. Cool. You better get started. You better be like the hip hop preacher. Sleep is for broke people. And <laughs> wasn't, he wasn't talking about my money. People have a broke mindset. You better mm. live off three hours sleep. You better get your reps in because you got a lot of catching up to do if you want to sustain it. And uh, people can say, look, Gannon, so you're study expensive. your craft. Yeah, study your craft. But, you know, they can say, hey, you're expensive. That's cool. You know, you, you make a decision. And, and that's a ministry for me. If somebody can't afford me, I always say, what can you afford? I'll work with you. I'll work with you. Wow. And that's then you good. then you find out, yeah, like that's bad business advice that I, I was told. You know, people tell me, hey, that's bad business. Well, I don't run a business. Mm-mm. I have a legacy. Ministry. I, have a, I mean, yeah, the ministry. Well, what can you afford? And if they pull up and then escalate, oh, no, no, you're going to get the real rate. You're going to have to sell. <laughs> and I had, that. Right. I, had, I had a mom say, I can't afford 50 bucks an hour for an individual at Kickatan High School, Mr. Scott. She pulls up and then escalate, and she paying me $10 an hour. I'm like, no, nah, you got to sell those rims. Yeah, because you know you got people. Yeah, you got. And I'm people. real, and I tell them that. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to pay. No, you seriously though, you got people I don't, don't, don't want to pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got to watch you, out. But you edu- you re- you respect, and then you respectfully you educate them. Right. And That's you right. Just give That's them research. Right. right. And like this, this is a fact. 
80% of millionaires spend at least 15% on self-educating themselves to be better. Right. Wow. Not tithing. Like, you know, so they might tithe and they spent, like Ron Carpenter Jr. said that. He said, I, I spend 10% to the Lord and I, I, I go 10% seed and I spend another 10% on educating myself. That's 30%. That he right. gives a way to get. So if you want something out of something, you have to determine yeah. what are you going to put into it. Yeah. And that that concept is is, is foreign to the elite grassroots basketball parents. Or honestly, they don't want to pay for nothing, especially elite players. Um, my experience with a lot of NBA players, they don't want to pay full price, which is cool. You know, you got to come up with different strategies if you want to be in that world full time. Yeah. But I'll, I never I like, look, you have to pay something. You have to wash my car. You're going to you're going to have to invest. <laughs> I'm not training you for free unless I, I unless I feel called. Right. You know what I mean? Unless I feel yeah. called. And you got to you got to speak with conviction and, and boldness mm-hmm. and check in with your maker and pray on it and say, look, man, if anything offends there's anything offensive in my heart and in my mind rooted out, Lord, but I just, you know what? I don't want to train that family for free. They got to pay something, man. Mm. They, they got to, they got to, you, you, the, the, the mindset of, of human economics now is, is unreal. Like people don't respect the economic value of a human nowadays. Man, they don't. Yeah. They don't. And we need to teach that. Like people have value. Guys feed yeah. their families on this and you, and you want free. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to eat. No. Yeah, I ain't, I'm not. I'm not training you. Right now, let you me get ask what you this. pay for. Will your Will your coaching cross all sports, or is just geared towards uh, basketball when you do when you do your training for coaches? Um, the physical is basketball, but what I what I teach mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Is is across the board. You can take across the board. Yeah, that's good. And back to your question about what um, the things that we look at when we get trainers. I like trainers that can um, do more than train. They I like trainers that can impart wisdom, uh, the things they experience through their lives, and how they come back and give it back to that person that they're training. I love that because, um, you know, sometimes our kids don't listen to us, but they will listen to somebody else. And so if you have that trainer that is imparting wisdom and seed into your kid, then um, yeah. that I think that's a good trainer. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and, yeah, and, and, and whether coach, that trainer too. had a bad experience. Go ahead, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was just going to add to that, you know, one thing that we also have to remember is that trainer, once that trainer gets into that mode of training and have that audience or have that group of kids, you know, all eyes is on him. And mm-hmm. if he's not setting the best possible example uh, through his own works, then it's, he's going to be exposed. You know, yeah. I, I had a guy come to me at, at the rec center and he talked a good game as far as basketball was concerned. Mm-hmm. But as I look at him, if I seen him walking down the street and 
he asked me for a, a dime so he could make a phone call in the nearest payphone booth. I, I may hesitate uh, just because he didn't present himself with that. You know, I'm an honest type person, you know, or, or I, I'm the I'm, I'm a true person to what I'm saying. I'm asking you for this dime not to add to this uh, 90 cent that I already got in my pocket so I can go over here and buy this other thing that I shouldn't be doing in the first place. But I, I need really and truly need to make that phone call. So if, if you got a trainer that's not setting the best possible example, then you may want to move on from him or her. Yeah. So. And, 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 and to add, add to that, Gannon's, Gannon's philosophy, and I'm not saying this, and we haven't talked about this or anything of that nature, uh, transcends two other sports. So mm -hmm. just like you, you were saying, Kwaska, you, with your son, you know, him is sitting down talking to Gannon and just getting some philosophy from Gannon. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a powerful move. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like they need mentors, uh, you know, coming up, like, cause seriously, you can have your purpose. You can still have that gift, but you still need to know how to stir it up. You still need to know the skill set. You still need to work it. You still, you just, you know, and so, yeah, you, you just need somebody that's positive and for you, because I'm telling you, it's a lot of intimidation yeah. out there. I, 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 he ain't told me that. I see it because I'm older. And so with that being said, I was just wondering, what, how can you help those that are coming up that's young and that's really trying to do it the right way, honestly, that really don't have that mentor uh, person to go to? Absolutely. Um, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, they're out there. Yeah. It, it's a trend now. People, and they, I'll just say it, people see what I'm doing in the industry and they just follow suit. Mm -hmm. And since COVID, you know, if you've followed me since we've been doing free mentorship. And so, you know, so a lot of our platforms are free. And then if Good. you want to go to another level, then, you know, you have to pay for what you, what you want right. there. Um, a guy named Phil Handy, this is his shirt. Be your own goat. He's the assistant coach for the L.A. Lakers. He answers mm -hmm. almost every message. Like, you just got to reach out, and once you get 100 no's, there will be that one yes. Yes. There's a guy, uh, there's a guy that uh, mentors guys all the time for free. He's a world champion. Coach for the Detroit mm -hmm. Pistons. I talk to him mm -hmm. almost once a week. He mentors guys for free. So, but you, you, you got to dig, man. There's, there's a reason why treasure in the field, as Jesus said, is in the dirt. Mm. Because if it was out in the open, it'd be easy to get. If people want that treasure, they got to get dirty. They got to go through confusion and inconvenience and frustration and pain and fatigue. They got to go through that battle. That battle is I'm ignorant. I don't know. My mom knows. She can tell me. But I got experience for myself. For me, I knew I wasn't ready to train pros. In 2004, when Mr. Scott Elton Brown played at Warwick, his agent called me. He was going to the league, played at Virginia. I trained him. I could have done a better job. I'm like, I need to know how to train pros. I searched out John Lucas. I stayed at John Lucas's uh, place three weeks. He put me with at the La Quinta Inn. The dude, my roommate, was a player smoking weed. Different woman in his room every night. I end up sleeping in my car because I, you know, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I it was, but you know what? This is what I need to do to learn. He put me with the the worst work ethic, 
guys with the worst work ethic, Big Baby Davis, uh, J.R. Smith, uh, Stevie Francis was there. He didn't want to work that week, but, you know, and I was like, Coach, man, they ain't listening to me. Gannon, figure it out. You're a coach. Confront. That's what you do. You confront. Wrong, you praise right. Go. I'm like, come on, fella. You know, you, you go through uncomfortableness to get to being great. That, that's a journey. Everybody got a battle. You know, everybody got a battle that has his eyes set on a victory. So, you know, these young trainers are, are and I ain't stupid. You go to school, get a degree in teaching, but do it from, you know, from a life perspective. I got classes. There's other mentorships out there. Worst case, go to a good coach that can teach skills and say, how do I teach kids physically, mentally, emotionally? And start mm. from there and add tools. Figure out what's basketball. Basics, moves and counters, and then team concepts. Offensively. Again, make a decision. I don't teach defense. You come to me, it's all offensive work. Well, again, you don't know oh, defense? I yeah, fool. I know defense because how do you think I teach offense? I teach offense by knowing what the defense does. Eight ways to guard a ball screen. Five ways to guard a guy closing out. Come on, man. But I just focus on teaching the offense. So you got to have clarity. Mm. You can't teach everything. Again, mm. it's, 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 to me, it was a no-brainer because I grew up with teachers. You know, I grew up eight teams. But um, I guess these trainers that don't know have to ask quality questions, have to study people that have a dream and a goal I mean, if, if the only dude that you know is the hip-hop preacher, that's the only feed that you follow. Just follow mm. people that can tell you how to get there. And then the, the, the greatest one that can tell you is, is the Lord Almighty. Romans 12 yeah. changed my life. That whole scripture mm. changed. Like, mm. we're all giving That's gifts. one of the scriptures. That, yeah. 12, that's six. one of the scriptures when I talked about the mind. Well, no, Romans 12, 1 and 2, about the mind. Scriptures about, you know, reprogramming your mind. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. But who Romans is the hip hop preacher? That's Eric. Uh, Eric, Eric Thomas. Oh, I don't Eric know Thomas last is the hip hop preacher. That's right. I love him. I love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, 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 he's a college professor. Right, but he can, right. he can relate to people that aren't educated. Right. They yeah. don't have, he can relate to people. He has a big vocabulary, but he doesn't he does. use it right. at times. He can relate. He's got a gift. Right. And he, he makes sense. Like right. these young cats can go watch him for a couple hours and say, yep, that's what I got to do with basketball. Right. I yeah. mean, it's like my parents who really aren't really Christ like Christians that love Jesus could go watch T.D. Jakes and be like, oh, okay, that's what Jesus is about. That makes sense. Yeah, right. I mean, they just, you just got people that can speak real, that are really educated, but can yeah. get down on can, can relate. You know, yeah. human human levels. Transparent. And speak yeah. in, into them. Yeah, transparent, speak into them. So, I mean, to me, it's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out how to do it the right way. So we have a question. Um, uh, do you require? Okay, 
Do you require your players to read books that will help their game and character on and off the court? 100%. Yeah, all the time. And then I had another question from uh, a, a kid named uh, uh, Chris. He said, how did, how did you get inspired to train professional athletes? Good question. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, it's the best league. You know, in the world, NBA, WNBA, FIBA, the best league in the world. And I wanted to train the best so that I could see, number yeah. one, if I could help them, and number two, learn from, from them. A lot of times I train pros now so I can learn from them. Mm. There's some amazing uh, young pros that are just so gifted that they teach me. Now, so, you know, um, what before, about Before, it was a challenge, you know. The sacrifices that, was that um, these elite players do, the sacrifices of, you know, not being able to go to the family reunions and all these type of things in order to become an elite player. Is there a thin line uh, or, I mean, if you want to be the best, you, you, that, that's just comes along with the territory. When you say elite player, do you mean, uh, grassroots or pro? Pro, pro players, you know, like, oh. you know, I say oh, that yeah. because like my, my sister, um, she, like my nephew, he started training at the age of five and he was training and all the way up. And so, you know, he missed, you know, the family events and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm just saying, do elite players, is that what, is that what it takes to become an elite player? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, to an extent. Um, if, if you're already an NBA or WNBA, uh, I mean, they own you. You're getting paid seven, eight, nine, you know nine-figure contracts you get you you gotta you gotta go you know you gotta you're obligated to that organization if you're in high school or middle school you don't have to go to all these events i know boo tells you or dfw tells you you got but you don't have to go you go you're gonna go to college where you want nike is still gonna, yeah boo or dfw <laughs> I played for Boo, so I mean that's the best AU program in the world. What are you talking about? Boo Williams, man. He's in the oh, Hall of okay, Fame. Oh, okay, never mind. How other AAU yeah, I, programs? She thought Hall you were talking about something else. A Boo, no Boo. That was my brother. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No. Yeah. I mean, Marcella. Marcella Swim. Marcella. You know, you were talking about your your purpose and. How do you know as far as God and an elite player as far as sacrificing from your family and creating balances? How do you juggle? How do a, an athlete juggle all of that? I would say ask Steph Curry, you know, because he's a professional Christian and, and he's, he's probably one of the best to ever do it. Uh, David Robinson, who played. For Sanchez, and I would ask one of them, but I, I can tell you that as an NBA player, you know, uh, you probably have five, six hours, seven hours a day with your team. So you sleep eight, eight hours, 
nine hours. I mean, you got plenty of time to get into the Word. You got plenty of time to have time for the good Lord. Uh, you might not always go to your home church, but you can get into church. Family's different. You know, that, that's what a sacrifice is from the time, you know, 22 to, let's say, 32, 33. You might want to make a decision to start a family late. I know I did. You know, I decided to start family. And I had a kid, my first kid at 41. So I'm 48 now. Mike, I, 10% body fat, Mike. I still got it, man. Still, ah, still can boy. go, man. 10%. <laughs> Body fat. But anyway, uh, you you know, me you're going to sacrifice Bible. family. Who was that? Adam? No. David. Sarah? No, was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, David. Now, oh, but, but, but you know, as, as, as we talk but, about you know, that, there's always. Go ahead, Gabe. No. Scott, coach. I just said there's always going to be sacrifices made. With fam, family's always going to take a hit with any professional athlete. It's just it's part of the culture. Yeah. You had a question. Will you well, say something, Scott, Coach Scott? Well, I I I think when we talk about um, elite athletes, we have to have a a clear separation. Mm. When you talk about a a kid that hasn't made it to high school and beyond. Is that is that kid really at that point really considered an elite athlete? And I think that kid mm-hmm. still needs to have that balance in life, right? Because without that balance, they have a tendency to tip over real easy. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, if you're constantly grinding, 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 and somebody has pumped into your head that you need to be in the gym, you know, five six hours a day you know, uh, six days a week, take one day off for rest, and you doing that for, you know, a full year, 365 days, somewhere along the line, you, you're going to be, one, susceptible to injuries because you ain't worked on no other muscles but those same muscles that you use to grind with. So you don't have that balance. You don't have that balance as far as mental stability because of the simple fact that you don't have a time to sit back, relax, and breathe for a second. Um, and, and, and as a result, you have a tendency to be overworked. And now you don't see um, your goal at the end of the tunnel. And so as a result, what ends up happening, kids burn out. So you got to watch it when we talk about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids. They got to enjoy themselves first and understand who they are and understand that level of uh, intensity, that level of, of uh, success and their purpose. You know, have fun with it and and de- de- develop a, as Gannon mentioned a whole lot of times, develop that true love for the game. And once they develop that true love for the game and not the passion of the parents, then you'll get a better result. That's just a, a personal experience I've I've dealt with. That's good. Great point. You yes. said not the passion of the parents. Yeah, I've been guilty of that. You know, and you talk in your um, training, you were saying about you know yarning and uh, motivation to get them. I mean, you know, I was 
I was, uh, you know, scheduling the camps, saying, wake up, go do this. I was doing it all <laughs> for my son. And so uh, I probably was out of line, you know. And so uh, that might be one thing that we as parents need to look at. When we're doing all of that, then they probably really don't want to play the sport. Or they want us to move out the way. Yeah. I think, I think, I think with my experience, it was when they, my kids was growing up and playing football, of course, um, of course they play with the little league, but anything extra, it was just like, I believe they had like the Deion Sanders uh, camp or something going on. And it was, I remember one time uh, my oldest made it, but it was so expensive. We was like, shoot, you finna get ready to play middle school high, you know, middle school football i mean i don't know is it is it that we just think that if they go into these camps or these extra stuff that you know it's gonna make them better when they really just need to enjoy middle school football high school football now when you get in high school you can go to different camps colleges and stuff like that but sometimes we do go overboard and we try to pay money to Oh, we got Deion Sanders camp over here. Oh, we got somebody camp over here to name Ring yeah. a Bell. Come on out of here. And so at the end of the day, I mean, it may be good, but at the end of the day, is it worth it? It's just too much. And you kind of said that on that video um, when you went, you went back to and you showed um, the video of the YMCA and you was like, you started right here and you know every day grinding um, at, at the YMCA and it wasn't about going to tournaments and showcases and stuff. It was like She paused. Hey! <laughs> okay. I don't know what happened. <laughs> She'll be back out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the la I guess the last comment. I, I got to head on out. I got a 5 a.m. wake up. Okay. Well, go ahead and give us your last word. I figured you was winding down. You got yeah. kind of quiet. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and give us your last words that you want to give parents. And we'll let you go because um, we appreciate We don't well, normally one, go this long. Yeah. Well, number one, thanks for having me. This is unbelievable passion and, and care and concern for the community here. And so I appreciate y'all having me. I, I didn't know uh, Mike was going to be on. It, it was a blessing to have you, man. Good seeing you. And I would say, uh, you know, as a, as a parent trying to fulfill the dreams of, of your daughter or son, just let them be a little more proactive. You know, unless they really ask for it, uh, don't give it to them. Without boundaries and structure, they can't lay on the couch and be lazy and get fat and, and out of shape. But let let them tell you what they want to do. And then foster, right, the dream, but only foster it if they're dedicated. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. has dreams, but not everybody kids are going to be dedicated. And uh, if they have a dream, support it. That's awesome. But educate them on what it means to have a dream because – I think parents start treating their kids like robots and puppets and they're people. And if you got to pull their strings, they don't have any problem solving solutions or skill sets 
once they're out of your house. Mm-hmm. And they're going to blame you for it because you didn't show them. And you meant well because you got up and you reminded them, do this, do that, do that. But just stop and be still and say, man, he ain't doing nothing on his own. If I just sit on the couch one day and let him do the workout, let him chart his shots and let him go to the remind, you know, tell me, Hey, we got practice. And if he's not doing that, then you know, who's pulling the strings and who, whose dream it really is. That's good. Because in my experience, most kids say they love it. They don't really love it. Most kids say they work hard. They don't know what hard work is. Most kids say they want to be great. Once they feel the pain and the fatigue yeah. and the frustration, they don't want to be great. It's tough to be great. Ain't cut out for everybody. That's good. So, that's and that's good. okay. That's okay. But let them fall and fail forward. Right. Don't do it for them. They're going to be all right. They'll find their purpose. Uh, a lot of kids ain't cut out to be – a lot of kids – look, a lot of kids ain't cut out to play sports. That's right. I'll let you mm. know. I'll be right. fine if my kids – I'd be I'd be fine if my kids don't play sports. I just want them to find purpose and passion. That's you it. Know, but a lot of a lot of parents can't deal with that. You know, yeah. and, and my wife and I have already had peace in our hearts. If they don't play sports, we good. They still right. change the world right through a pen, through a drumstick, through a guitar, through a sewing machine, through a through yeah. a broom. Yeah. You know, through clay. Whatever they want to do through a book, but they still got to exercise because they got to be healthy. I don't want to pay for their health care. You know, right. they still got to exercise, but they don't have to play a sport. Right. And I think that's where parents get it twisted, man. Well, how do you look? How do you know your kids are even going to be wanting want to play sports and be good at? It? Like a lot of kids don't have to play enough play sports to be a great in society. It's a ticket out, but. That's my, but that's you know my, what? COVID nineteen is my, what dropped the mic. Right, COVID nineteen wow. is going to cause us to have to look at passion and purpose yeah. because if everything is shut down, then you're not going to be able to even get out there to do sports anyway. So you're going to have to look at something else that you want to introduce your kids to. So uh, there's always a plan. God always Correct. has a plan. But we want to thank you so much. We thank yeah. you for answering the email. Thank you so much. We Welcome. appreciate you opening this door and, uh, and coming on the show. Um, maybe next year uh, you come back on the show. We have the other moms. Um, we're doing greater sure. uh, things. We've done over 96 shows, and we're yes. coming up on our year. And uh, we're going to shut it down for a couple months and just regroup and maybe come back bigger and better. So maybe right. next year you can come back on the show. But thank you so much. We really you appreciate it. You're welcome. You're the realest coach I ever met. A lot of fun. See you. Right. Oh, and look, well, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. That's how we roll in 757, man. We don't, we don't mess yes. around in 757. What's the 757? That's a zip code. Oh, Erica. watch out now. Watch oh, out. Whoa. Whoa. What's going on there? Where y'all from? Florida. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what she said? What's the seven five seven? She ain't said what's the seven five seven. Okay, the Florida. No. Oh, they, they trying to raise in Hampton, Florida. 
<laughs> Yo, we Texas, baby. Everything I live in now, oh. but I, my roots are in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Okay. So, did they go say it again? Say it again. She said, "What's the seven five seven? Hampton oh, Roads, Virginia. My man, seven five seven. All right, so Keep this is online. A systematic you know, online curriculum. That's your program. You want to tell them about it real quick before we close out? Yeah, if it. If anybody's interested in what I do, I'm, I'm easy to find on the internet, Gannon, G-A-N-O-N-B-A-K-E-R. Uh, I have a website, Gannon Baker Basketball, social media. And we have a, a curriculum, holistic curriculum for coaches or players that want to get better at the game from beginner to pro. I, I do a lot of mentoring live, virtual. Uh, I have a free mentorship platform. Everything's on my website. Uh, you know, We'd love to have you. And uh, try to help you reach your goals and dreams as well. All right, all right, all right, fans. We will see you guys on Sunday when we do our season finale. We ask you to tune in, like, and share the video on Sunday at eight o'clock. Thanks again, uh, um, Mike, and thanks again, Coach Baker, for coming. Thank you, Scott. Yes, thank you, Coach Baker. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. And this is Can We Talk Sports? And we guys, we'll see you guys later. My host, Kawashika. All right, we'll see you guys later. Woo! Bye bye. Bye.